You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. Welcome, church. Merry Christmas in person, online. Don't be jealous. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Now, I was really hoping that this Christmas would be white. But I don't think it's going to happen. 50 degrees on Christmas in Delmarva. Not going to be white. But anyway. Welcome to Sermon Time, and before we get to Sermon Time, a couple things I want you to be aware of. If you're brand new around here, I would love to encourage you to fill out a connection card. Uh, It's in the pew right in front of you. You can put this in the back slots, one of the places where we collect our offering, or we would prefer that you hand it to us over here at this back uh, corner desk um, for uh, the crossing in five. Five minutes after we dismiss for a five-minute presentation, we'd love to tell you all about our church family in five minutes, and and you can just hand us that card if if you want to, and that'll be a, a great thing. On the tables in the back, you'll also find some business-sized Christmas Eve invitation cards. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to grab a pile or two, uh, give them out as many as possible, inviting people to our Christmas Eve services. We're going to have four of them. On the 23rd, we're going to have two, five and seven. On the 24th, we're going to have two Christmas Eve services, five and seven. And uh, we would love to invite as many as possible. Hope you can be involved in our Christmas Eve service. I want to remind you that next Sunday, uh, those of you who are, you know, are typically second service don't have to worry too much, but we're only having one service next Sunday. It's the day after Christmas. I know a lot of you are traveling. It's a little hectic. We're going to have just one service, kind of a devotional service right here, 10 a.m., and just want to remind you about that. And back here at this desk, you can get some registration cards for our retreats. Uh, The ladies' retreat is the last weekend of February. The the men's summit is the first weekend in February. And today's the deadline to get registered. So if you want to go, get your card in today. Don't forget. Pick them up. Fill it out. Offering slots. that'll That'll be a great thing. And did I tell you that I have a new grandchild? So, you know, if the first one was Graham, you know, David's little Teddy Graham, and now Micah's, uh, his Ruth Maddox McGee, you know, my my little um, Rue, I'll probably call her. And um, yeah, uh, mom is there with her, uh, you know, enjoying the family three or four days. I get my turn in January, I guess, but uh, uh, so we're, we're so thankful for that. Thank you. Not really old enough to be a grandpa yet, but (laughs) we'll welcome it. Didn't Adam and Austin do a fantastic job starting this series? Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, I am so thankful and so proud of our team, the staff uh, that the Lord's put in place. And I tell you what, uh, A little pressure on me today because I felt like Austin and Adam both hit single shot home runs. And now it's my turn. I'm feeling ornery today and that usually means I'm going to strike out. So uh, here we go. (laughs) An older preacher friend of mine 
uh, a couple weeks ago said, really, Mark? Your December Christmas sermon series, a Cousin Eddie Christmas, really? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And I've loved it. I've loved it. Now, I don't know. um, I don't know your response typically to the character of Cousin Eddie and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, I have a feeling some of you only roll your eyes at him. Some of you um, probably are disgusted by him. (laughs) Some of you probably just ignore that he exists. Like, "Mm." Some of you don't even know who he is. That's probably a good thing. I usually just laugh at him, which kind of points to my maturity level. (sighs) But the truth is, every one of us Every one of us in here today have some Cousin Eddie's in our own families. And if you don't think so, you're probably him. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew uh, begins the Christmas story by listing us the genealogy of Jesus. It's incredible. Matthew, uh, in chapter one, Matthew chapter one, he logs in to Ancestry.com and he shows us the family tree of Jesus. It's incredible. He shows us the line from Abraham to Joseph. Matthew chapter one, for 16 verses. I'll be honest with you, I usually skip that section. Boring, and I can't pronounce the names anyway. But this year, uh, we thought maybe we ought to, in order to get a new perspective for Christmas this year, we thought, well, what if we studied the details of the genealogy? Might be some cool things in there, and I'm glad we did. And here's the truth. Here's what we found. (laughs) Even Jesus' family is full of Cousin Eddie's. Matthew chapter 1. He gives us the line, the genealogy, the official line of Jesus, starting from Abraham all the way through Joseph. Interesting, however, in Matthew's record, he mentions five ladies in the genealogy. That's a bit weird. Now, not that there's anything wrong with women. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in the genealogy list that we have from first century, women are never mentioned in the genealogy list. Never. Matthew mentions five of them. Interesting. What's God trying to say? Now, you're going to assume immediately that these five ladies that he mentions are probably nice ones. They're probably honorably mentioned, right? No, 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 no. Not even close. In fact, today, as we review the list, I'm pretty sure you're actually going to start feeling a little bit better about your family. So, uh, let's take a look at the five ladies Matthew mentions in his genealogy, and I'm going to try my very best to keep it rated PG. And I told you I'm feeling honored today, so it's going to be a little difficult. Cousin Eddie's. 
In fact, I've entitled today's message, A Cousin Edith Christmas. (laughs) Or maybe A Cousin Edette Christmas. Because the truth is, um, there are some female versions of Cousin Eddie out there. And I've loved this series. In fact, uh, after our Christmas wrapping party, I had a lady come up to me and say, Mark, I'm pretty sure you're your family's cousin Eddie. Am I right? (laughs) Yes, Linda, I think I am. But today is going to be a cousin Edith Christmas. And uh, let's see how this goes. In the book of Matthew, chapter one, here are the first three verses. Check this out. One through three says this, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Tamar? Matthew, really, you're going to start with Tamar? Matthew, do you not know her story? Matthew, Tamar's not somebody you want on your resume. Matthew, Tamar's not the one you want to be a leadoff hitter with. Tamar? Long story short, Tamar is the lady who dressed up like a prostitute in order to deceive and seduce her father-in-law. What? In fact, Tamar is famous. She's known for getting pregnant by her father-in-law. In fact, her whole story, starting with her rape, her neglect, her abuse, and this little trick with her father-in-law is all recorded in Genesis chapter 38, if you want to read all about the rated R uncensored version. Not now. We're in church. (laughs) But it's recorded for us, and it's really crazy. And by the way, Matthew says, Tamar, by the way, belongs in the family Portrait of Jesus. Hmm. Now, some of you are a little bit nervous for me to keep going today, aren't you? Let's keep going. Lady mentioned number two. It comes from verse five. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Rahab? I can't, you've got to be kidding. Matthew. Uh, Rahab didn't just dress like a prostitute. She are one. And Matthew says, by the way, Rahab also belongs in the family portrait of Jesus. third lady mentioned in the genealogy, the second part of verse five says this, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. And you're probably like, well, at least we got Ruth, right? Yeah, we got Ruth. Do you remember what Ruth was? 
She wasn't an Israelite. She did not have Jewish ancestry. Uh, She was a Moabite. Oh, no. Really, a Moabite? Can we not go there? Can we not talk about that? You know what? You know the, who the Moabites were, right? They were direct descendants of incestuous relationships. And every Israelite Jew would have said, we're not talking about that. They're so evil. They're so, mm. And Matthew says, by the way, Ruth the Moabite belongs in the family portrait of Jesus. Lady mention number four. From verse six, Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. No, he didn't. Really? You're going to go there? Matthew, really? Well, at least he doesn't mention her by name, right? It just says he was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. But you know her name, don't you? Starts with a bath, ends with a Sheba. Am I right? Bathsheba. And you know the story of Bathsheba. She's taking a bath out on the roof in broad daylight in view of the king's quarters. Bathsheba. Now it's debatable. Many think maybe this was intentionally done. I personally think it was, and maybe uh, I think she, she made it her way to the naughty list that year. I mean, think about it. Who takes a bath at night on the roof with all the lights on in clear view of the king's quarters, right? Who does that? And you know the story. David well, strolls out on his balcony Starts with the first look, then, then a second look through binoculars, then sent the Facebook friend request, then the phone call, then the invite, then a night in the king's quarters, and then a baby. And Matthew says, oh, by the way, Bathsheba belongs in the family portrait of Jesus. The fifth lady mentioned in the genealogy, verse 16, simply says, Joseph, Joseph's wife, Mary. Well, at least we're going to end on a good one, right? Mary. Well, we know that. But they sure didn't back then. They saw Mary as promiscuous. They only knew Mary as pregnant and unmarried. And can you imagine the looks? The gossip, the slander, the accusations. This was a controversial pregnancy. Even Joseph wanted to divorce her discreetly and God says, no, 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 no. This is, this is of me. You do your part. And when she tried to explain it to people, they concluded, uh, what have you been smoking? (laughs) Pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Cuckoo. And Matthew says, um, 
She belongs on the list. What in the world is the message? What in the world is God trying to say? I mean, so far in this series, well, we've talked about Judah. I mean, he was messed up. And then Adam, brought to, you know, Merry Christmas, let me talk to you about Manasseh. The most wicked, evil man maybe that's ever walked the earth. And then we mentioned these ladies. Tamar and Rahab and Ruth and Bathsheba and Mary. And I think maybe by design, we would quickly conclude, man, it just seems like Jesus' own family was really messed up. And maybe that's the message. Maybe that's the message. Maybe that's the message of the Messiah, right? The Messiah came through a messed up family, literally born into a mess, in order to save us from our mess. In fact, I think that's how we should spell Christmas. M-E-S-S. In fact, I want to challenge you this week, as you greet people, would you simply just say, hey, Merry Christmas, just as he, see if they get it. Might land you some cool conversation. Merry Christmas. I think that may be why Matthew's favorite reference of Jesus is the Messiah. Because the Savior came to save us from our mess. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah. And here's the conclusion. I have a feeling, maybe you right now feel pretty broken. Maybe right even now, you're pretty sad. Maybe you just feel so sinful, shameful, guilty, dirty. Maybe even now, you feel pretty messed up. I want you to know that with Jesus, there's always hope and there's always grace. Always. In fact, here's what I think is interesting about the conclusions here. Um, Tamar, she was a hot mess. And God made sure that she had her rightful place in the family line of Jesus. Rahab is mentioned as one of the heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Ruth gets a whole, her own book of the Bible dedicated to telling her story. And a lot of people think the story of Ruth is the greatest love story ever written. Bathsheba was honored to give birth to King Solomon. And Mary, as you know, was chosen to be the one to usher in the Messiah into our world. With Jesus, there is always hope. Amen? Amen. Now, here's the point. I've said all that I've said today to come to this point. Hear Hear this point. Here's the point. I believe Tamar is mentioned to prove that your family dysfunction doesn't have to define you. 
And I think Rahab is mentioned to prove that your sexual sin, your sexual promiscuity, your sexual perversion, your sexual confusion, your sexual identity doesn't have to define you. It shouldn't define you. It's, sex is not the main thing. And I think Ruth is mentioned to prove race should never define us. Race is not the main thing. And Bathsheba is mentioned to prove that beauty, your beauty should not define you or your lack of it should not define you or you being a victim of someone else's sin should never define you. And Mary's mentioned to prove what others say or think about you should not define you. And this whole story, this whole genealogy is really to prove the only thing that should be defining you and I is our connection with Jesus and his family. That's why I love 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17. It simply says this. If anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old is gone and the new has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I think Christmas is a great time to rethink your identity. Listen, our identity is not the sum total of all of our mistakes. Hallelujah to that, right? And I, would, I want to remind you that our identity is not in what we do or what we have done or in what someone thinks about us unless that someone's Jesus. And Jesus chose us. He loves us. Jesus redeems us. Jesus for, has forgiven us. Jesus has cleansed us. Jesus has made us new, given us new life, made us a new creation. Jesus has adopted us to be children of the King. And Jesus has made us to be members of his royal family. Friends, we too belong in the family portrait of Jesus. Jay, you too belong in the family portrait of Jesus. Karen, you too belong. Marcia, you too. Chandler, even you fall people. <laughs> belong in the family picture of Jesus. Allison, you too. Friend, you too belong in the family portrait of Jesus. Merry Christmas. Amen? Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you today. Thank you for this passage I usually skip. Thank you for strategically mentioning five ladies That would have caused a lot of people to roll their eyes. Maybe even avoid. Thank you for including them in your family picture. And Lord, thank you for providing a way to include us 
in your family. We're so grateful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.